The Say Something Podcast is brought to you by AmomentWithMorris.com and BlackBlueprints.com. That's BlackBlueprints with a Z.com. I am Jermaine Morris here with the one and only Mr. Barry Axius. Blessings and love, people of America. Bringing you the Say Something Podcast. Say something, say something, say something. Where we get together and talk about everything out here in this life, in this world, in these streets. In these cold, cold streets. (laughs) Stuff that we, as in myself and Barry, feel that not only us, but everybody should be saying something about. Indeed. Bringing you episode number 33 to your dome piece. Coming for 45 with a bullet. Hitting you with that Kareem. Hitting you with that sky hook. You got a, <laughs> you got an athlete for every number, huh? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, uh, Tony Dorsett, that works too. <laughs> like, interesting. <laughs> Dorsett, he was, he was solid. A lot gone on since we was together last week. We come together every, every week. We drop new episodes on Wednesdays. They can be found at each of our social media platforms as well as soundcloud.com you can go to the say something podcast with Jermaine Morrison Barry Axius and get all get get all go do the archives get all the past shows you know and we also going to be coming with this say something t-shirts they coming soon yes because I wanted to make sure I give a special shout out to he his IG is uh, at BB sketch B-B-S-K-E-T-C-H uh, and he's taking care of the graphics for the visuals. It's about to be crazy. So follow that, follow that gentleman. Very, very talented. Very, very talented. At BB Sketch. Shout out and holler to him one time. Lots going on in the last seven days, Barry. Every time we turn around, there's somebody's beefing. There's somebody coming out the closet. There's somebody upset about something that you said. About their gender, there is number forty-five, aka the pussy grabber, firing somebody else. The shit don't stop, bro. So last episode we talked about the state of R and B, where it was you know from from Usher who had it bad, <laughs> who got it bad to to Robert Kelly, uh, the, the the Pied Piper of B and R Kelly. Colton. Let's just say that B and R Kelly. And so it seems like R&B can't catch a break. Not right now. Because coming off of the the you know the the Usher herpes incident, the R. Kelly sex cult scandal, another R&B singer got caught out there in the traffic this week. One Mr. Bobby Valentino. Ooh ooh, them <laughs> jeans. That first album though that he came out with, I got first before oh, we slow down and uh, tell me man, and all this. That yeah. shit was the truth. Yeah, I mean he's he's about the size of Webster, but he's now nah, you know them girls don't care. They yeah, Bobby V, Bobby V, but Bobby V got a story and a secret to tell. Yeah, I remember uh, doing a couple shows with the brother a few years back. Yeah, you he, told me you had a little story about him. Yeah, so I mean my personal experience, I got nothing bad to say about the brother, <laughs> and realistically, to each his own. Whatever your get down is, it's your get down. I ain't here. To, I ain't here to judge, but uh, but we here to say something. Apparently, R. Kelly ain't the only one trapped in the closet. <laughs> so before you like get in, as you do get in and break it down, I just have to ponder and try to figure out how do you explain flossing the way you was flossing. When you knew who you was flossing with, you get what I'm talking about? Yeah. When they he, they were doing the whole um, 
selfie pics and things yeah, of that yeah, nature. Yeah. And, you know, he had some of his boys, some yeah. of his... Who, who separated themselves. Oh, they've definitely yeah, separated Yeah, they, they publicly themselves. made a point to draw yeah. a line in the sand. But your suspect, to me, yeah. if you're in that zone and in that moment, and evidently out there in ATL, shout it. There's yeah. some things that these brothers are doing on the low, right? Yeah. And even and before we even get in on Bobby, because something about, about Atlanta, because Atlanta gets uh, a whole lot of um, attention. So uh, if, if you don't, Atlanta is known as the black gay Mecca. So for years, yeah. if, if for years, if, you know, when people associated homosexual men, they would associate San Francisco. Yeah. You know, you, that, that was the joke, like from the 70s, 80s, early 90s. You would always talk about the Bay Area. Uh, since then, the, the tide has changed, and, and the black homosexual population, black male homosexual population in Atlanta, in Atlanta blown, is ridiculous. It's blown up. Uh, real quick story. When I've, I got, there, I've got hit on a few times over there, too. My first ATL experience. First oh, time I was man. out there. Come on. And it's funny. So I was there. Was it doing a freaknik? No, no, no. I'm not quite that age bracket. Okay. I think it was gone by the time I was out there. So uh, I was there for this business thing for three days. Okay. Uh, and so just me went by myself. So I get to Atlanta and I had the first day to myself just to kind of just do whatever. And so uh, Puffy has a restaurant out there at the time. Justin. Justin, that shit went hard. Yeah. So I'm like, and this is early 2000s. So I'm I'm like, you know, Puffy got a restaurant. I'm like, I'm all about that. Like, so let me get down there and see what it's about. So I go to to the restaurant and there's like a um, so as I get there, like the entrance way, like there's a bunch of couple brothers who were who were kind of huddled up, just kind of talking BS and shooting the breeze. And so waiting for a table, I had a conversation with them all of three minutes. And so uh, then I got a table. It wasn't busy at the time. It was during the day. Like some still up. And so I go sit down at the table, and as I'm sitting there, um, the waitress comes by, and she's like, uh, are you waiting for anybody? I'm like, no, I'm cool. And she was just saying, uh, I don't mean to be rude. She doubled back about two, three times, asking me if I needed to, in like a real short period of time. And so she's like, I don't mean to be rude or, or, or um, disrespectful. She said, uh, but do you like girls? And I was like, uh, what? And she's like, oh, no disrespect. Like, like no disrespect. I was like, no. I said, not disrespect. I'm confused. I said, what do you, what do you, mean, like, you mean like kids? Like children? She's like, oh, you mean like women? Like, what do you mean? She's like, you like women. Are you into women? I was like, yeah. I said, why? What's up? And so she said, just some of the girls were asking. Like some of the, the waitresses, whatever, she was asking. Because I guess talking to me, she could hear my that I wasn't from there. And just looking at me like so, she was just checking to see, you know, what just more or less just throwing the feelings out there just to see, you know, what was up, what was good. And I was like, yeah, but that's that's kind of weird that you would even ask. She said, do me a favor, just look around. And she's and I was like, what? She said, just 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 look around the room. And as I started looking around the restaurants, there weren't any really mixed couples at the table. Wow. You see a group of women, group of women, couple guys, couple guys, group of women, couple like you didn't see couple couples. And so she said, yeah, we wasn't sure because of those guys you were talking to earlier because they're like regulars. Yeah. Gay dudes at the bar who I said hello to. I said, oh, no, I was just 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 saying hi. She said, do you know where you are? I'm like in Atlanta. She said, no. Do you know? Like and she put me up on it. She said down here, like they ain't a whole like most of the dudes down here ain't in the girls. Wow. 
you know, she said, you know, just, you know, just really, she's like, really look around. She said, it's like seven to one, female to male, if you down here trying to find a woman. He said, because the brothers out here ain't checking for the girls down here. That's nuts, man. You know. There is beautiful women out yeah, there. Yeah. Like I said, I was there for three days and I had a good time. Man, I'm telling you, <laughs> I just was in Atlanta. Shout out to my cousin, Ob Action, um, when he was out there filming the Ricky Smiley show. I was out there doing some work with him. And I just remember being out there for three, four days. Just remember the nostalgia of Atlanta and just how much I missed it. Because I ain't been there for a few years. But it has really turned up on the homosexual population out there. Yeah. On all levels. And I think that, you know, what I don't like about this whole Bobby V thing, this transgender yeah. thing, it's that we can't have a real opinion on it. Because it seems like when you have an opinion on it, um, as we go deeper yeah. into uh, the conversation, as, as one of the brothers is getting um, hell for it, and even uh, a radio station is getting hell for some of the things that another brother said about what he would do if he was caught with the transgender or someone he was messing with said, Oh, I'm that. It's like you say something bad or something that other people don't agree with. People are up in this big storm and they want to ban you. They want to tell you that you're homophobic, that, you know, transgender lives matter. And I get all that, but it's almost like, wow, Black folks have created a subdivision that you're not only black, but you're transgender, yeah, or yeah. you're gay, or you're a gangster, or it's just like, man. We, and that those those lines only apply to us, because everybody else just sees black. And the reason why I was like, using that story to preface going to Atlanta is back then, dudes were, that's, I guess, the down low era. These was dudes in shirts and ties. Now it's who, the upfront era. Which is which is why I'm, which was going to take me to this is that when I was there, the dudes were suit and tie, straight lace dudes, little on the Ralph Tresvant side of the game. Like they they you know they they look like they may might be a little sensitive, yeah, but but yeah. may like an S curl, like you know it just look like you know. But you could you could pass it. Now everything is is super flamboyant, you know. Dudes rocking a pink tank top. And then this is no disrespect if that's your get down. So let me preface that. But now it's the point to where instead of I'm going to put up this front and and not be myself because I'm not sure how people will receive me. Yeah. Now it's kick in the door, wave in the fofo, you know, you you won't accept me. I'm here. You need to deal with it. I'm no longer worried about how you receive me. But here's the thing. The fact that you have to sit there and put a uh, exclaimer on what you were about to say yeah. is frustrating because we can't have a conversation without people being frustrated when it comes to dealing with the population that is transgender, um, gay, whatever. Yeah. It's almost kind of like, and I and I get it. I mean, be who you want to be. I think it's you know I think it's weird in certain levels feel like you know, God created us or whatever creator we want to pretend is there or not there yeah. to be a certain way. Um, I don't mind if you feel like you need to t be touched with some reality that you feel is knocking on your door um, knob in your head, whatever. That's what you do. But why can't we just have a conversation? And if I'm not really feeling it, just be like, OK, it's not really feeling it. But that doesn't mean 
I will hate you and I will kill you. But man, nowadays, brothers got to really pay attention and got to look closely on who they dating now. Yeah. You can get caught up because you have to preface it. This, this is the funny part. If this was a race issue where you were going to say, uh, you know, I don't have an issue with black people, but people would look at you sideways or, you know, there must be something crazy that you would even say that, no, I've got black friends or I've got white friends. It sounds crazy. But you have to make that same disclaimer when you're addressing the LBGT community. Like you, you have to set that up with, you know, uh, no disrespect. Typically, any sentence that follows no disrespect is disrespectful, but you have to you have to preface that. And now it's the case where and the reason why that shift is important is because what was once before that the idea was I need to watch my P's and Q's for how I'm going to come across to other people to now it's I don't even have to tell you what what it is because I'm just living my life. So you have like the, tr the trans community where before it was let, let me let me let me inch up that closet door open. Yeah. Let, let, let me just see what, what the what the temperature is, because I don't want to come too flamboyant and oh, then deal with the backlash. They living their life, bro. Now it's, uh, you know, they queer, they here, get over it. They living their life and um, they're exposing individuals now as well. Yes. So back to the, the, the why this all ties into Big why, Bobby V. Why, why, why R&B is just on the ropes. Jeez. Uh, singer uh, out, of, out of Atlanta, Bobby Valentino, just got caught up with a transsexual. And it ain't going away. No. And the 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 two part to this is why this is this is an important factor is and why he's handling it the way he is, because it piggybacks off of the little Duval situation mm -hmm. in the same week. By some sheer coincidence, is that comedian actor Lil Duval just was uh, my known from Guy Code and yeah. Meet the Blacks and just, you know, for folks, if you little, little dude kind of bobblehead got big here, uh, he was just on The Breakfast Club. And he gave they were addressing the trans community because he's got his his sister is gay and they do a podcast together. And he always joked, you know, my gay sister, my gay sister, whatever. And they just had a transsexual on the show that same week yeah. on The Breakfast Club. So then the, the, the ball got thrown to Lil Duval. Like, what would you do if you got if you hooked up with a transsexual who didn't tell you you hooked up with a woman who used to be a man and you didn't find out until later down the road that that. She was actually born a man. Yeah. And his uh, knee jerk response was to say that he killed him. Yeah. And as soon as he said that, Charlemagne jumped in and said, hey, that's a hate crime. You can't turn around and say that you would yeah. kill somebody. And Lil Duval was like, look, if, if you know, if, if that happened, I, I ain't saying anybody deserved to die, but I know who I am. And in the moment, if I found out that this was a dude, you know, might be a lot of slow singing and flower bringing. That's like that's that's like. Um, going back to what we talked about, you know, on our last podcast, well, individuals have to expose if they have a disease. Yeah. Right. Um, Usher getting sued because he mean, didn't tell folks he had okay, herpes. And then here's a situation. Like if someone gave you AIDS, I mean, what, how would you take it? Against the law. If you if you have HIV knowingly and don't tell your sexual partners. So that, that's manslaughter. So when you look at his reaction, I mean, it's a it's a real reaction. Not saying that he'll go and do it, but 
in the reaction, that's what it is. But keep going. That's where his head was at, and that was his initial response. And he even was saying, you know, I don't have an issue with. He said, in this particular scenario, if he had slept with somebody and found that it was a man, that's where his brain went to for a question he was asked. Since then, the LBGT community has come after Lil Duval with both barrels man. to the all the way to the point to where they blamed Charlemagne specifically because yeah, he's an easy target uh, for saying that he gives uh, homophobic rhetoric yep. that, you know, anti LBGT yep. uh, information out there. They were he was speaking on something completely separate and the LBGT community came out to protest and and, you know. Trying to hold the, the station responsible for the comments of one guest at one time. Even though nobody on the panel, uh, Envy, Charlemagne, or Angelie, nobody co-signed Lil Duval's comment. None of them. They still want, they're trying to come after them because that's the full flexing power where the LBGT community is now. Like if you sit, if, if they're, they are deep, like deep in the streets, deep pockets, deep personnel, like they're coming after them. So now where that ties into Bobby Valentino is that he's trying, he's real clear about trying to address that he's not into men very carefully work that if he ever took a picture with somebody or knew somebody who was maybe trans or, or gay or whatever they're roasting him now but he can't even go one for one or really directly address it because all the backlash that's going on and i think he's probably he was probably tipped off like this ain't the fight you want like you just might have to take this on the chin and put out some good music because if you start talking any anti, any nah, I would never, and this, that, whatever, and the third, your career is over. Well, you need to just be honest. If you're dating trans, you're a trans, you're dating trans. I mean, if that's yeah. what it is. When all your music is is catered towards women. Well, I mean, uh, what's what's the what's the young bull's name um, that came out and said he was was homosexual? Ocean. Yeah, I mean Frank, Frank Ocean. Ocean. But you see what happened to his career after yeah. he did that. But I mean, bro. This this situation is so alarming to me that I remember just putting up a post about Chris Jenner. Yeah. Right. Um, Catalina Jenner now, right? Oh, Caitlyn, you mean? Caitlyn Jenner is okay. Caitlyn yeah, Jenner? Chris is is the Kardashian. The mom. Okay. Well, well, no, it's uh, Bruce so, Jenner. So Br- okay, Bruce, Bruce Jenner's now Caitlyn Jenner. Well, shoot, it might as well have been Chris Jenner anyway, right? Yeah. Okay, so Bruce Jenner. And it's Caitlyn Jenner, right? Caitlyn is, yeah, yeah. Okay, he's now Caitlyn Jenner, Caitlyn, right? Yeah, right. yeah. I want to I want to get this right. I got it. Okay. Because I don't want to upset anybody. And now, I put up, it was wild. It was like, last, it was when he first came out and he came out. He was on magazines. And I just, I said, I made a comment. And I'm telling you, man, they came for me. Yeah. I put a comment about that. And they said, I said, he, they said, he is not a he, he's a she. Yeah. And matter of fact, don't even say that he is she. I was like, whoa. What yeah. I know him for is the man that was on my Wheaties when I yeah. had. Right? Bruce. Bruce. So it's almost jumped to where we look at the problems that the black community has, that it's separate. Yeah. Right? Oh, no, 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 no. We're separating ourselves from black issues where now we're so split from these different factions that black people, not only are we lost in a sense of we don't have our own um, sovereign country and land, yeah. we don't even know what the hell we want to be. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because everyone is changing multiple directions, and I don't know which way to go. But what I don't like, I don't like, and I can't stand 
Negroes or females that's hiding in this closet. And when they get caught up and get exposed, they pretend like, oh, nothing's going on. I mean, Mr. C did it. For years. You understand what For I'm years, saying? For years, getting it's caught a, with, with... With trans. Yeah. You know, Eddie Murphy had an incident. Yeah. I was just giving him a ride. Yeah, right. I'd rather you be honest about what it is. And when I heard about it, because I was trying not to get into it. I don't really try to get into the gossipy thing. Because there's so many different issues that we have, um, especially in America. Just thinking about the whole presidential, uh, um, um, chaotic white house that we have currently you think like man why are we focusing on any of this stuff we need to be worried about if we're going to go to war with russia or korea or if the president has and really is he really supposed to be our president but that's going to be on another uh, podcast you look at it and you say to yourself well god damn who is legit and then it's like okay if you're saying you're not into this yeah well why the hell was you smiling and cheesing when you and the homeboys that's when i really started looking into the story when i saw that i yeah. was like i'm looking at the the girls and they didn't look like regular girls now you can see i mean granted there's 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 a percentage you could probably find a, a nice thin slice that at face value you could say is a woman but the bulk that i've seen yeah, but the bulk, I, I can't bro. see i can't see the bulk in life Listen, i'm going off the bulk that i've seen Look strong in the face. Listen, and so why was Young Jock? Why was Little Scrappy there? Me, that's just not my cup of tea, bro. I say that because I've known of in my little brief stint working in music profession, there was a a lot of homosexuality. A b there were trans women who were known who were frequenting folks, and it wasn't. It ain't a big deal. It ain't an issue till it's an issue. You know, like they'll find a kick it Friday night, Saturday night, but when the sun come up on Sunday, Monday, then all of a sudden everybody's looking sideways. There's a lot of stuff that goes on. But I agree with your point. If that's your get down, then just do that. My thing is, and this is again, let me put my disclaimer. <laughs> if I'm invited to something and that's what there are people there, it's a mixed crowd, and yeah, I don't give two ish, yeah. right? But myself I am not going to go where that's all it is. These guys is going to their own private affair. This yeah. is not like they went to some award show, after party. Or, yeah. This was their own private affair. It's a little bit different when you're going to a place. You know who's on the guest list. There you go. Yeah. When you don't know who's on the guest list, it's one thing. Yeah. And it's another thing. That's just not my move, man. That's not saying that I'm not going to associate or affiliate. It's just not my move if I'm kicking it like that. Oh, I get it. I've been to enough Hollywood parties where all of a sudden you know when it's time to go. Like, everybody knows it what when it's time to go home, and everybody knows what it is if you stay. Like, like them, them when it gets to those, those, those uh Actors, actresses, singers, rappers, ball players, whatever. Them parties, you know when it's time to call tonight and go home, and you know what happens when if you're gonna stay to this next hour. To the same accord, drugs. I've been to enough functions where all of a sudden folks start doing stuff. I was never in the drugs. And exactly. So yes. I, I, if you, all right, this is where the party's turning. This is where I bow out because I'm not about this life. Not at and, all. And, and I'm gonna go home. Same with the other activities. Yes. You are more than welcome to do what you do for you. But I'm that's not just not how I that. roll. Right. So this is where I gracefully bow out. No harm, no foul. Yeah. And where this is important, where it shows 
not so much Bobby Valentino as the individual, but to the point to where his brand and his career is going to take a beating because the well, I mean, what, what career did he have? Well, he's still he's still working, so he's still touring, so he, he's still able to get a check. So it, maybe not what it was ten no, years ago, but but he, but he can still get a check. But what happens now is what he's going to get roasted for. It's almost like you just have to put your hands at your side and just take this whooping because if you retaliate, respond, or really try to come at it like saying, nah, I would never do this, that, whatever, they'll, the, the, the LBGD community is so deep, they will flex on you something crazy. Because something that I think people don't get to is that in the United States of America, there are more LBGT members than there are African Americans. Are you serious? Yeah. Black people only make up roughly 12%. Yes. Admittedly, the nation is 15% homosexual. Admittedly. Admittedly. So you could probably curve that closer to 20, maybe even 25. No. So there are more people in the LBGT community than there are black people in America. And then let's add to that. There are more powerful figures with influence. Which is why I was going to go to A to B. So if they're a higher population... And we're disorganized. We don't own. We don't produce. We're not. We're not on that side. So these. This is a group that has a larger number with greater influence, resources, access, and availability. We don't have an Ellen. No. We had an Oprah, but she's no longer our talk show host. Hmm. Steve Harvey. No one cares. And Al Sharpton. No one cares. And Ellen. She says one thing. Your whole shit might but, get shut down. But Ed Ellen is the face of the franchise. That's though. what I'm saying. So you had Ellen, and who's uh, homosexual. Rosie O'Donnell, homosexual. That's the last 20, 25 years their community has been at the forefront when it comes to talk shows. You know what I mean? Like, they, they, they've had a face out there repping the team. You know, and, and saying with all that influence. And then you have all of that influence, like I said, Really, when we broke it down, how they were able to get the gay marriages pushed. You had people in the ground and you had people in power positions. Yeah. Don't get it twisted. Don't think that they didn't have, um, you know, government officials already ready to say, I'm ready to come out. Don't yeah. believe they, they didn't have um, big power wigs and, and record executives or, you know, real movers and shakers for the team. that played for the team that was ready to push it with the money facts. So they had everything angled and everything collectively and they fit one sole purpose of this is what we want to get done. And why that is important to bring up is because that mold, that blueprint is something that they're moving for whatever agendas that they need. And the fact that we don't move that way is why we're we're continuously getting boxed out because this current administration, old, old Don, Donald J. Trump, number 45, old Donnie T. Pussy grabber. Uh, he's got this administration working on something right now that is all about uh, flexing on what was re no, regularly known as the disenfranchised. So right now, uh, he's redirecting uh, uh, resources to the, uh, to the Justice Department for the, in the Civil Rights Division. So right now, this administration is looking at going after uh, policies that are deemed to discriminate against white applicants. So by way of hiring, by way of school um, enrollments, and not only are they looking at the, the policies, they're going for investigating as well as suing universities if they can find discrimination that keeps white students out of position. So we are at, at, at the point now to where you have something like affirmative action that was put in place 
that was supposed to give us a leg up. That was supposed to help out. Uh, this administration is looking at any university or any group that has that intentionally does race based discrimination. So if they can find anywhere where a black or Latino who's primarily who's who they're looking at has ever gotten an opportunity over uh, their white counterpart who had equal or greater grades, which was really the base principle of affirmative action. They're actually targeting it now because we're not in a position of organization to hold that or even take advantage of it. Like black people don't take advantage of, of affirmative action. No. And if you're not familiar, white women are the biggest beneficiaries of affirmative action. And every other culture is too. Yeah. And so even for us, we don't even use it to our benefit because in areas that are you you take areas like DC or, or parts of Baltimore, areas that are ninety percent black, we still we don't understand the system, so we vote against our interests. We'll vote as minorities in a place that we're the majority. And then the minority benefits. Yes, sir. Like they'll they'll say we need to vote for minority rights. Yeah, but y'all make up the majority in this district. So who gives a shit about but, the minority? But we're so used to being disorganized and being called a minority. So there's like a point zero percent Asian population who gets all the benefits. Yeah. A point ten percent a ten percent white area that gets all the benefits of of, of affirmative action because we vote against our interests. So in any event. Because we're not organized, like how the LBGT community is room is moving, organized, a united front, pushing the agenda, pushing the dollars, getting the, the policies that we need. We are getting edged out of every systemic thing that was pushed, put in place to give us even the slightest bit well, the of leveling the playing well, the, field. Well, the affirmative action, it's not going to that's not going to happen. Um, you know, they want to kind of cut it out. They want to just slice it and dice yeah. it. Not only fact of, you know, investigating, the um, you know. H, the, the historical black colleges, but they want to just slice it out and, and get rid of it and all, overall. But here's my thing. As you just said, what it is, clearly white women, you know, they um, benefit the most. Yeah. And you will see white women show their power in this moment to make sure that this is something that we do not get pushed out of. Yeah. The reality is that um, Donald Trump continues to show that he's really not good for this country. He's only good for, um, you know, the rich. And um, those who have a special interest in his needs and, and their needs to, to stay filthy. The funny thing about Donald Trump with the whole administration, we don't even want to talk just directly with this affirmative action because this is just more um, added sprinkles to the ice cream that he's already layered up. Right. He is exactly what white America believed that Obama would have been. What have, what the black first black president yeah. would have been exactly um, all of this um, hoopla. All of this bravado, all of this chaos, this scandal, um, the wordplay, just the incorrect information, just everything that this presidency has become in seven months. This is exactly what they thought of the first black president yeah. would create because of the norm and behaviors that they see naturally from what they think is all stereotypical ideas of black America that they're going to bring this same chaos. But Donald Trump has trumped that really. Yeah. And when you hear these things, it's like our base isn't strong enough to combat this type of BS and reality. If this stuff does go down and if really works, you're now going to have blacks 
not being able to go to their own historical black colleges and more whites, not because they care, but just because they can yes. just come to these colleges to flex their muscles. And it's still difficult for blacks because I work with students every day. These kids ain't running and getting accepted to all these different colleges unless they have some type of athletic prowess, unless their grades are over the top. You know, there's still difficult uh, things that these kids got, obstacles they got, they yeah. go through just to get into these colleges. So the fact that historical black colleges are now being under attack when they lack the kind of funding that they need to be at a level of a, of a higher level NAACP, um, not, excuse me, uh, an NCAA school. Yeah. Because they're not even on the level uh, with the athletic programs. Yeah. Education, they can fight, but a lot of the facilities in a lot of these H, um, you know, historical black colleges, they can't even, even compete against what these higher colleges and, um, you know, saying Division One, yeah. the, like the Stanfords, the Berkeleys, yeah. you know, you have a Howard University, you have a Hampton, but then you look at Stanford, you look at Berkeley, you look at the Princetons and Harvards, there's no comparing. So yeah. my thing is like, you're going to already brutalize and beat, because there could be a few cases where they could find, ah, Fisk University wasn't meeting the qualifications, yeah. right? And what are you going to do? take more funding away from them yes. you're going to hit them with a lawsuit yes. that's going to basically bury them yes because now if you're on the conspiracy theorist side of the game there is a movement that has been drafted by a lot of the hbcus to go heavy drafting more or less recruiting for black athletes to go to an hbcu as opposed to a traditional ncaa school and they should well, well the reason being is is that all if you can start pooling all of the the prominent athletes into HBCUs and then starting that collegiate league based among HBCUs where all the top prospects, all the if you want to see the best college football, the best college basketball, yeah. you have to go through the HBCU circuit. If that's the case, that's going to offset what happens through the NFL NBA draft. Uh. That's the precursor to starting a a new league. Yeah. What that would do to the church's money is pull the rug out from up under. The game will be changed. So if you can say if if there is no uh, there there is no Cam coming out of the NCAA because Cam plays for for Howard. for Howard, you know you, you don't get uh, Alonzo Ball yeah. at UCLA because he plays for Southern. Yeah. So when you so now what that does is for all the NCAA viewership, the the, the TV deals, the down. EA Sports, all that stuff is now pulled out of those pockets into the HBCU and into black hands. Now you start looking at you've got funding and resources to start maybe small to begin with, but a pro football league, which is 75% black anyway, same with the NBA, which is 80% black. Nichols ain't ready. And then you, but if but if you're somebody who's saying, I don't like where this is going. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and do something. So let like me that. now jump on board. Let's just put the kibosh on the HBCUs yeah. from the jump. We ain't even gonna get down this road. Yeah. And that's where organization and, and being about that action comes in. Look, I heard that these HBCUs are trying to band together. They're trying to get their own league. They're trying to cut out our pockets. They're trying to take away from the Big Ten and the Pac-12 and all that. Nah, son. We need, we need to yeah, go ahead and get ahead of this. Because it's, it's not about education. It's about billions and billions of dollars. Yeah. So it, It's so, revenue. So if you're of those people, that's a pretty good idea. 
to go after those colleges and start looking for any discrepancy that you can start hitting. Because you're going to find one. Yeah. And so then you start hitting those penalties and then you say, okay, we're going to cripple these schools to where they're not going to get anybody over there and we can stop this train before it even starts. So, I mean, that, that. And then when you start trickling down more whiteness and schools that, let's be honest with you, are already connected to whiteness. Yeah. You just really take away that soul. And it's just like going to a white person's soul food restaurant. Yeah, which is what I'm saying is, is I think <laughs> is, is is part of the plan. It, 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 it may be good, but it ain't great. It ain't the same. It's just it, not it, what it, it ain't is. The same. Because I think where we're at now is is that a lot of this is trying to get ahead of uh, the the organization on this side, trying to break up the the coming together, trying to break up the free thinkers, trying to break up the potential uh, problems. Yeah. You know, uh, they don't want a, a congregation of universities who are producing teams of Colin Kaepernick's. Mm. They don't want a full division of Kaepernick's. Mm. They don't want a whole class that comes out like-minded. Like Missouri. Yeah. They don't want that. They don't want that. But see, the issue with Missouri is they had an opportunity within their school to, to protest and get the change that they wanted. Uh, still within the confines of the of the NCAA system for that. And then after school. that, the NCAA did make a rule after that. Yeah. But, but if you're talking about we're removing ourselves from the system and building our own where you don't have the control to flex. Yeah, they ain't trying to have that. And it and it's been proven that shutting down the the, the Colin Kaepernick has been a prime example of shutting down the, the troublemakers. Oh, yeah. Shutting down the problem child, you know, all the way to the point of their own detriment. If you're not heard about how he's the issue in Baltimore. So uh, Colin Kaepernick has been going with me with the Baltimore Ravens for the last week and a half, whatever. Uh, primarily because their current quarterback, Joe Flacco, has had some major back injuries and nobody is projecting him to play 16 games. Like there's nobody who thinks Joe Flacco is going to get through a 16 game season. Nobody, nobody in that organization, nobody in the league. The backups are garbage. So uh, the head coach is John Harbaugh, is uh, uh, yeah Jim's brother, uh, who was Kaepernick's former coach, and he's very familiar very with him. Very familiar. I mean, they played against each other in yeah. the Super Bowl. And his brother coached him. So he's, he get all the backstory, yeah. the, the, the inside information. And Ozzie Newsom, who, who runs the team, runs the office, loves him, loves the energy he brings. Uh, they both wanted Colin Kaepernick. They both want to this moment, want him as the quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. The owner said no. The owner, he didn't say no. He said, well, we're going to think about it some more. Yeah. And it's because and they, didn't they go and ask the the people? Yeah, when they pulled the people, the people the pulled the right? stuff, and you got to remember the climate, population of Baltimore. He's fine there. The, the 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 public of Baltimore is fine with Colin Kaepernick because of the makeup and the demographic of that area. Well, I mean, they got all type of crooked cops getting caught up with yeah, but, planting evidence and stuff like that. Yeah, so just 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 the different. If this was New England, if this was Boston, yeah, it'd be hell no. no. But but Baltimore is fine with Colin Kaepernick. Uh, he is really for all those things. He's not high on the radar of things to address, but showing how deeply ingrained uh, the system is and how the system's got so many faces. Uh, the folks coming out still speaking against him. You know, you had Ray Lewis who came well, on, and, but Ray Lewis was one of the beginning of folks that came out. 
Yeah, Ray Lewis came on Undisputed with uh, Skip Bayless and, and Shannon Sharp, more or less campaigning, telling Kaepernick to shut up. <laughs> you know, you need to do your activism in quiet. You need to keep that to yourself. You know, even former NFL player Cordell Stewart, former quarterback. That's the Negro that needs to come out of the closet as well. Cocaine, cocaine Cordell uh, came out and he was saying, yeah, you need to shut up. Close your mouth. You know, play football. Leave all that activism stuff alone. What 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 the Negro, the silly Negroes, as I like to call them, when they get paid such a top dollar. To stay in daddy daycare's grace, master's um, hen house. They will do every and anything. You have to understand there is no way a guy like Ray Lewis is going to ever speak against the laws that be that saved him. Yeah. Right. He should be murdering right. <laughs> life. Yeah. But because his life was more valuable on the football field. Yeah. He was spared. At bottom line, he was spared. Cordell Stewart, another silly Negro who speaks this, who was at the cups of could have been a, a, a superstar at the league. I mean, because he had that, what it was, he was like a slash kind of. He could play wide receiver. wide receiver. He could play quarterback. They he never, had an arm. Never, yeah, like he, he had an arm. It never really went there, but there was always some kind of sticky things in his outside of football yeah. prowess that we always thought like, eh, it's kind of. He should have played for the Cowboys there with his go. off the field issues. He, he, he had some issues. <laughs> now you have all these so-called NFL alum speaking about issues. Remember. We're talking about a player that didn't kill anyone, that didn't get a DUI and crash into someone's uh, car and kill them, doesn't have a coke habit, hasn't got caught with pounds and pounds of marijuana, yeah. hasn't been caught in a scandal with some trifling um, strippers and, and, and cocaine in the backseat of his trunk. We're talking about a guy that said because of the injustice against blacks i am not going to stand up to the flag because i feel like right now this flag doesn't mean as much as it stands on people are upset and you have a president sitting in office that is probably linked to a scandal election scandal might add you yeah. with the russians firing everybody he can making obscene comments anytime he gets on twitter or gets a mic yeah you're trying to tell me that in the seven months of this man being president all of the people that he's um disrespected all of the rage that he's created and then you look at a league that has allowed let's not forget i let me I, why did i why did i forget this one woman beaters women who have gotten beat up to the pulp of almost dying, they've let those players yeah. back, right? Without repercussions until there was repercussions because the, the community, the people, the the the, the, the um activists, yeah. right? Groups that came out and said, You're gonna give who two games? Did you not see what he did to her? That has allowed a kicker that admitted to beating his wife. Yeah. On several different occasions, give him four games, 
after they had that media blitz with Ray Rice knocking out his girlfriend yeah. at that particular time in elevator, and they only wanted to give him two games. You got this media storm of all of these different things happening in the NFL, and let's not forget when they were told that the violent game that they play could possibly have CTE. What is it, CTE? CTE, yeah. And kind of put that under the rug and, and didn't say nothing to no one and now have had to pay millions and millions upon millions of dollars because of players dying and this information that was hidden. You're trying to tell me that this Colin Kaepernick, who just did the right thing, cannot find a, a, a team to play for? Well, that's my point on the, the organizational side. Because you, you instead of these, these past players and current players banding behind their brother they should shut up okay so in, instead of these ones not even necessarily the ones who are speaking out against him it's not the organization of the ones that agree with him so throughout the 53-man roster on the 32 teams he is not the only guy who feels this way out of all those rosters of all those teams but because there's no organiza- organization and no coming together with him they're leaning leave him out there as, as the lone branch oh yeah dangling in the wind these other groups are coming out, you know, deep organization for for against uh, battered women. They came with 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 the thunder. Guns blazing to, to to make sure. Now here's the funny part. Even with Adrian um um Peterson. Peterson. But the funny part is is about the ones who are coming out the previ- the past players who are who are critiquing Kaepernick and addressing the way he is. The funny one is Mike Vick. So Mike Vick's the one that came out and said Colin needs to cut his hair. He needs to to clean up his act. He needs to, to revamp himself. This is the same guy who, right after he gave all that stuff, telling Kaepernick to clean his up, up a petition signed by a hundred thousand people to keep him off the Virginia State, uh, a Virginia Tech Hall of, a Hall of Fame. Are you serious? Yeah, he came out telling him everything that Kaepernick was doing wrong. How he needed to clean himself up. How he was doing this. Stop his protest. Like he is just the, the guy to tell him, you know, this is what you need to do. Right after he had that interview, two days later, 100,000 people signed a petition to keep him out of that Collegiate Hall of Fame for, for, for uh, Virginia Tech. Now, when you think about all of the more vocal individuals that have come and spoke up on it, Colin Kaepernick and what he should do, yeah. what he shouldn't do. Think about all of these guys that you're talking about. Every single one of them that they've have they filled up. They, thank you, felons. And, and why? <laughs> I, and, and, and I and I set all that stuff up for for one guy in particular who who wrote a great piece and he addressed Kaepernick and I think that he has got the uh, the resume to speak on it was Kareem. So Kareem wrote a piece because Kareem in his heyday back even you know yeah, pre Laker. You know, when he got together with Jim Brown yeah. and, and Ali and all them really addressing uh, social issues Some at a time ones. where Some he could ones. really risk it all. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he wasn't a dude who's been retired five years and then speaking from the peanut gallery. Like, he could have really risked it all right then and there, you know, when he was really trying to go out and get it. And he was willing to because he saw that the need of his people was greater than, than the job he worked at. You know, he used the platform to have a voice. He was saying... Uh, more or less telling the Ray Lewis's and the Cordell Stewart's to go to hell. You know, he was saying, you know, they always try to tell you, just play ball and shut up. Yeah. You know, I don't want to hear all that. Just, just, just run with the ball. Just, 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 you know, punt, pass, kick. Just, just entertain me and shut the F up. 
And he was saying, no, this is what you're supposed to do. You don't do activism in silence. You know, you don't bring attention to stuff, you know, in the cuts and in the corners and just send a check. Be that dude. Be that face. Be that franchise that uh, are putting it on your back and, and, you know, let the chips fall where they may. And I think we need guys like that to organize around brothers who, who are willing to take those types of stands because these other groups organization is deep. Yeah. You know, the, the, when they want to get something going, they've got the, the togetherness and the resources and on the like mindedness to make it happen. And they also embrace the blow. Yeah. You know, they they, they, they are OK with that fist. They are OK with that rock being thrown. You know what I'm saying? They're OK with some people swinging that bat. They stay and they stand and they deliver. Um, It's a sad reality that we live in um, for black America, um, shoot, blacks around the world. Because even when you know what someone is standing for is right, we still consider it wrong. Like we still collectively are saying, well, he shouldn't have. Well, damn, have we just lost the focus on why he is? Yeah. Like, I mean, why are we paying attention to the reaction instead of focusing on the action that created the reaction. Why are we stepping away from that? That becomes the fuel that lights my fire and why I speak the way I speak and I won't be moved and I won't tolerate um, the hoopla or the silly Negroes and Negro peens or the puppeteers or the puppets and the Negroes that want to coon around because it's coonery. You cannot tell me that him kneeling affected anyone. You're not patriotic because you didn't kneel for a flag or you didn't stand up or whatever. You know, you just, you kneeled instead of standing. That's a crime. But yet and still, when you were a young guy, you're a young guy. You're running around here, big willing, and there's two men that came up dead. But yet and still, when you were the big shot, there were people running a dog ring in your home. Get yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, here are these moments, Mr. Cornrow Michael Vick. Did you not remember that the reason why we fell in love with you is because you stood out? Yeah. Because you was a little different. You was a little more bravado. You was a little bit more radical. And now, just to keep a job, Negroes want to conform. And that becomes the problem. That's why the problem with integration has always been an issue. Because when you integrated, you sat there and gave away collectively who we were as individuals instead of just allowing them to say, you know, you're going to respect me for who I am. I'm not going to integrate into your system because I want to create my own system. Because once you integrate into another person's system, guess what? They control. And because they control, they dictate. And now they dictate. They got the minions, the coons saying however, whatever they want to say to really make the narrative as if Colin Kaepernick did something wrong and he didn't. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. The the integration part, we'll touch on that on another show because that's that's a lot of layers to, oh, yeah, to, to that one. And something where which I, and I do agree with you. I think that where we're at with the the Kaepernicks and and the other people who are maybe feel the same way. Um, there's a, a principle that I always remembered, and I think that it applies to us as a people so often. And it is the uh, the W you so desperately want is tucked behind the L that you're afraid to take. Mm. So a lot of us is that there's that we want this equality. 
we want this. Uh, we want to come together. We want to be recognized and to be heard. That's the W. But it's tucked behind that L. You scared to take. No. You're afraid to lose your job. No. You're afraid afraid to be cast out of the good graces of the society no. that you spent your entire life basing your self worth off of. No. You know that that you you scared to have your friends not be your friends anymore. Yeah. You know your phone quit ringing. Well, I mean, you're, you're, you go ahead. Yeah. So I think that so for him. He's not afraid to take the L. Now, granted, he has conformed his protest. He said he's willing to stand. Yeah. He's already passed the point of no longer kneeling. He said he's willing to stand. And that's one thing I kind of like, yeah, come on. You should have just kind of. I mean, but. But But you see, it didn't matter what you did as soon as you pissed people off. Which is which is what I'm saying. So he it's at. So for the people who are like this, that, whatever. Well, no, he's, he's, he's willing to stand. And we have a lot of players that don't put their hand over their heart, who, for whatever their their nationality or their their religious ideology. There's a lot of guys that don't put their hand over, but still stand. But for all the other ones who are afraid to take that L, who who are the ones who were sitting there like, yeah, I really agree with Colin, and I respect what he's doing. But I ain't about to do that. Yeah. Uh, that's where we have to get our organization. That's where we have to 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 rally behind each other because the other forces are organized. Yeah. The 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 infiltrators, the 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 ones who are coming to take the, the movement out at the ankles, they are organized like a motherfucker. And they know how to separate us by a check. Yeah, well, I mean because it really just comes down to a check. It comes down to money. If we were organized and had our own, like if there was a black network that was on the level of talking about sports like a Fox, like a ESPN, yeah. that Ray Lewis knows because he got cut from um, ESPN. I can go over there. And go to Fox. I would go over there and I would be a little bit more aggressive and a little bit more um, black power about my stance about Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. I got to remember, well, I just left, got cut off from ESPN. Um, they they laid too, everybody off. Yeah. They, they, they ain't too many other places Aside to uh, Fox that's trying to build their brand, yeah. I don't, the NBC uh, Sports don't got nothing popping like this yeah. that I can do what I do best and speak. I might want to watch out what I'm going to say. And because the game has been good to me and mass has been good to me, and I know I don't want to open up that, that door, yeah. I'm going to sit there and say, I'm not going to look at the cause and the effect. But I'm going to sit there and say, and this is the same man, Ray Lewis, that had a meeting with Donald Trump because it's for the betterment of yeah. black folk. But here we're talking about affirmative action. Right? Um, that it would be something that us young men and women um, could look at and be pride, have pride in saying, wow, we have some Negroes that can stand up. Not saying they have to agree on everything that yeah, Colin Kaepernick did, willing to- but be willing to sit there and say, I stand by my brother. I appreciate what he's doing, and I'm not going to throw him out there or debate. Sometimes, you know what? It's best to not say nothing if you're going to say something stupid. Yeah, if you – and what I look at is I think it's even past the part of even being a check because some of the dudes out there, money is not the issue. Like like they're, they're – they're, 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 I think – Well, no, but I'm – so just, just follow this part. I think the big picture part of it, that fear, that L, is being – out of the good graces of the system, but I but I honestly feel yeah. I, if you got graces, nine figures, I I you know what I don't saying, yeah. But you got to remember, you got nine figures, and you can lose that nine figures quick. I don't really think necessarily 
it's being just a part of the club. I honestly think that the club is the only one giving them the money. Well, no, but I'm saying for the ones who have, say for the guys who played and are done, nine figures, they're not on net, they don't have network jobs or anything. If you come out and start speaking, backing him, you have now removed yourself from the good graces of the game. You're not, they're not, you're not invited to the parties anymore. Folks ain't hanging out with you anymore. Folks aren't, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you're not getting checks because you don't work for these networks anyway. Now it's just at the point that you just like to be a member of the group. You like to be, you like to be in the good graces of the system. But I think that, I think there's a lot of dudes who are like that. Nobody, I, nobody was checking for Cordell Stewart. Yeah, but I, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but I think that some people get outed for, for less things. I mean, we have seen blackballing before. Let's yeah. be honest. We like, for instance, in, in basketball, we've seen um, Isaiah Ryder get blackballed. We saw eventually Dennis Rodman get blackballed for numerous amount of things. You know what I mean? It took some no, it took some time for Dennis Rodman to get blackballed, but he eventually got blackballed. They were done with his show. Even Allen Iverson, and some of these players. I make they, a difference they, between Iverson and Rodman. They, they, Rodman even played audition for the Lakers back when Phil was over there. He just. He, he but just they, but eventually, exactly. But eventually. Their show was canceled. Like they was like, you know what? We don't care how much talent you have, you're gone, right? Yeah. And and, and, and and certain and certain things I see that we've the blackballing happens. I mean, it even happened to after a while Latrell Sprewell. He as soon as he sat there and said, Hey, I need some more money to to, to feed my kids in Minnesota, Latrell Sprewell was still averaging like, like twenty points a game. They're like, Okay, you know what? We're not going to deal with you because remember you're still the choke guy. Yeah, see that's why I look. I, I would be. I guess we got to. Well, we, we'll save those, those things. Yeah, I, I understand. I agree with you in the sense that there's been guys who've been xed out the game for less, uh, or for other things. Yeah, for other things. But so what I'm basically saying is, at the end of the day, here is this guy that was. He's probably the only quarterback in 49er history to really be able to handle. A team like the Green Bay Packers that have always been a perennial uh, dominating team that gave the Niners everything they wanted, and the Niners had a difficult time. Well, Colin Kaepernick just handled them gracefully and still had an upside. Yes, he has had some down years, but let's look at the the reality of his down years. He is still, with the talent that he has, still a sure bet to become a great quarterback being put in the right position in the right place. For the fact that he does not have a job and he, excuse me, took in a team to the Super Bowl, and it's not like he's just such a a, a, a bad quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, to me, if you're not going to sit there and say this is being blackballed, then I don't know what is. Well, yeah, that's why I'm saying, that's why I, I, I stress the significance of the organization about how you can have the LBGT community come through and when they hear something remotely that they don't like, show up in force and show up in droves to make that known that I don't care what you thought it was or if you're the one who said it or not, we're not going to have this rhetoric spouted on your show or your station ever again. Like that's the stamp that they put on that that Breakfast Club interview. They're like, it was Duval. I don't care. But, but, but our employee didn't say nothing. I don't care. It aired on your airwaves, so you need to address it. That's the organization level that that they were moving at. And you've got these groups that are moving through, trying to systematically come through and adjust the way that universities do their admissions because they have a certain agenda that they're trying to get pushed. So if we're recognizing that in this system and in this world, all the opposition is moving in force. 
everybody else is coming with the team that we have to start getting behind our, our dudes, our, our men and women who are coming out there who are speaking on behalf of us. You don't have to agree with every aspect of their life. You don't have to root for the team they played for. You don't have to agree with all of their, their, their mentality. But if you've got somebody who's out there willing to risk their career, speaking on a bulk of people that don't directly apply to him. And granted, he'll always be black and there may be issues with police brutality. But the most of the stuff he's speaking to is not speaking from firsthand experience. He's speaking for the people who don't have the voice, you know, in the areas where they're more likely than him to be affected. And if we can't sit there and, and gravitate behind him or people like him who have agendas and platforms that they're trying to use to make our personal life better, we are going to get beat every which way to Sunday because you see the opposition, not only the direct one, they've got a full team that's going against him. And then they've got plants on the inside trying to dismantle the movement. Like we're going to have to start recognizing that type of organization. We're going to have to start addressing and coming together, leaving our petty differences aside and really getting behind those people who are really trying to push for us. Well, I think, you know, the unfortunate thing is, as you talk about the group standing again with other individuals saying, you know what, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. I don't hear any of the black organizations saying, you know what? We're standing, which is we're going to boycott, and is that is the trivial thing. It's like this is exactly what a Negro will get done to. You talk about the Malcolms, you talk about the Martin Luther Kings. Definitely, they got killed for this, but they're going to do you differently. They're going to sit there and say, you know what? We are going to take away what can make you money, your earnings, and we're going to remove you from this game and show you our power and no one in the black community with stroke with power who's organized has stepped up and said Colin we got your back because we're going to push the NFL to make sure things get done they still want to collectively create this idea that it's not about that issue guess what it's just the player he's not good enough for the league which is bullshit and these are the type of things we need to address that we need to get behind and, and be vocal about for not only ourselves, but get behind those people who are really pushing that hard line for us. And when you see these things and you see those people and you see those movements happening, get yourself involved, get yourself active, and most definitely say something. Say something, say something. Say I'm Jermaine something. Morris with Barry Axius. Where can folks find you online? Barry Axius, um, Facebook, Barry Axius, Twitter, and at Instagram, it is Team Void. I'm Jermaine Morris on Facebook, every other social media platform. It is at J Morris CEO. Second, extra, extra special shout out to at BB Sketch on Instagram. If you check out the brothers, got great artistic work. He's hooking us up with uh, some visuals soon to come at you. Uh, until next show, I'm Jermaine Morris here with Barry Axius. Yes, sir. And uh, we'll holler at you later.